Hi, friends. Welcome to the Artist Blend. Today, we're talking about short-form artist creation with our special guest. So grab your mug. And let's get talking. So we have a guest today. Emily Stevens. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Emily, who are you? What do you do? Tell the world. I am an actress and a content creator. Yeah. Yes. And where can people find you? At Emily G. Stevens on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Um, so obviously today we're talking about content creation and, and short form artistry and what that looks like. Um, but before we get into that, just a few housekeeping things. Mm. Um, first off, this is our first uh, or one of our first regularly released episodes. We've done our first dump of the four. Yes, uh, so if you're listening, this would be like week three, I guess, of the mm-hmm. show. Um, yes. So rate and review. Please. Do all of those things. Leave us kind comments. Leave us harsh comments. We want to learn. We want to know. <laughs> um, we have loved the interactions so far. We appreciate anybody who's made um, input on topics that we've talked about. And in the process, we've learned. And the corrections, we absolutely adore. Because if we don't know and or are told, we don't learn. So going forward, we appreciate that very, very much. Um, leave us comments. Leave us reviews. Leave us stars. What else? You're all uh, join our email list if you yeah. want to know more yes, and you want to stay up to date with what we're doing because we have some cool other projects in the works. Um, join our email list. You can just go to our link tree on our Instagram or yes. wherever else that has our, all of our medias. Yes. Uh, just go to our link tree and then click the little mailbox button and you can join our list. And it's it won't be, we won't murder you with no. emails every day. It'll just be like no. one a week. It um, won't be those things where it's like, send this to five friends. Otherwise, your aunts, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a picture of a creepy girl. This girl yes. will be at your bed at 3 a.m. Exactly. Yes. If you don't share. With, co- with coffee, but you know. With coffee. <laughs> yes. And, Speaking of coffee, uh, we have a different flavor to try, to, or a different kind of coffee to try today. But per usual, if you want really good quality roast-to-order coffee from mm-hmm. uh, Carver Trading Company, just mm-hmm. go to the link in the show notes here for ten percent mm-hmm. off. A yes, really please. Good coffee. Yeah, and that code for ten percent off is the Artist Blend. Uh, yeah. You can go and reference uh, previous episodes where we've either spelled it out or said it before, but it's just a really good company, really good beans, as we've said. And we just love supporting them, and we appreciate the support from them as well. So go yeah. get some beans, have some nice coffee. Yeah. And what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking Athen Roast, which is a Nashville company. I'm not sure when they started, but they have two locations here. And as far as I know, they have other locations, but I'm not 100% on that. However, we are drinking French New Wave, which is the blend of beans that we got today. And I have thoughts as I'm sure the other two on here do, but we'll save them for the end. So if you want to know, yeah. stick around. And Emily, and you're, we'll... you're not a coffee drinker, right? I am not. I am not. Is... My, everyone knows that I'm a chai girl. She is a chai girl. <laughs> yes. However, however, I'll have, I have bought on this coffee. There you go. Yeah. Are you drinking it black or did you put things in it? I added a little bit of oat milk, brown sugar creamer. Ooh. Oh, that is my favorite. It's best. absolutely yeah. nice. so good. My my favorite Starbucks is um I don't normally do Starbucks, but if I do for a little treat, I do the um brown sugar oat milk shake and espresso. That is mm. my 
all-time favorite drink. Yep. So good. I have so it in I, in my phone. I have it in your notes in your contact. That that's what you. Wait, want really? Yeah. Because oh. you texted me one time, and I was like, "I gotta save this." So if I ever want to surprise him, I can just be. Oh, and yours is an Americano. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Even though <laughs> that's adorable. I drink way better coffee now, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we try to. That's our goal. Um, okay. Let's do the thing. So Woo. we're talking today about short form artistry or content creation or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. And Emily obviously is a brilliant actress, but also found you found yourself in the world of content creating. Um, and I know, so taking us back to 2020, uh, mm. the world shuts down and you are alone. You are bored out of your mind in quarantine. Yeah. Yes. So what happened next? Well, so I also want to give context up until this time, huge theater kid. Don't be fooled. I was not a kid that did theater. I was a theater kid. And I just did so much growing up in high school and everything. And then quarantine hit, like you said. And and also my favorite movie my whole life has been Mamma Mia. I just love it. I feel like it brings so much joy. And it's such a fun time and you can't be sad while watching it. And so... I was on TikTok. I was super bored. I swore I would never get TikTok, but then I did. And I started making... I think that's most of us. We swore we wouldn't, and then we did. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And then I started making Mamma Mia-related videos as a joke because I was Hmm. so incredibly bored. And I thought to myself, oh, it'll be fine. Like, I'm going to delete them before I go back to school, and no one will even know. Like, no one will even know that I did it. It'll be great. It'll be like, because at the time, (laughs) yeah, I know it's really funny now, but at the time I just was very like really cared what other people thought of me and like was very controlled by that in my life, like had to please everyone. And doing that was kind of out of the norm for me and at the time in general. So yeah, I started making some videos. Here we are three years later and it's my job. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just (laughs) limited to that, but it's, it's grown, it's expanded. Um, but it's a gift and a blessing. And I don't know, like, I feel like creatives when they are bored, oh, you should be scared. You should be scared yep. of what they will create yes. because yep. they might crazy. create a podcast for heaven's sake. Yeah, oh, exactly. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's That's so cool. <laughs> I love that you like stumbled into it, that it wasn't something that was at all like, I'm going to set out and do this. Yeah. No, so it, fun. it was never in the plan, which honestly I've learned in my life are some of the best the best things in life are the things that I never could have planned for. Because if you had yep. told me I'd be doing this three years ago or whenever I was in high school, I would have I would have laughed so hard and been like, what? No, yeah. never. Not her. So it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So the obviously content creation as as a phrase, it's sort of like um a hot button word. Hot button? Is that what you, is that the phrase? Hot top, hot topic, hot button. One it's of, a hot topic. It's a hot, hot topic, hot, it's a hot, hot button, button word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that the the phrase I feel like a lot of people maybe have uh, the wrong idea of, of what it might be, or that it's like an easy thing or that it's a shallow thing, but it, it is its own form of artistry mm-hmm. and there's so many important things that go into it. A lot of creativity has to go into it. And things that came off the top of my head, you have editing, you have graphic design, you have creative marketing, you have photography, composition, mm-hmm. all of those creative skills that go into content creation. And so I, I was curious um, what of those skills or any skills that I left out 
what sort of came naturally? What skills did you already have? Or are there things you had to kind of learn along the way? And sort of what, what's your experience with the many skills required to be a content creator? Wow, yeah, I definitely think there are so many. Like you said, it's a lot more complicated than people think. And I also, the word content creator, I think is interesting when you compare it with the word influencer, because yeah. I think a lot of people, it's like, are you an influencer? Are you a content creator? Are you both? Because I feel like for so long, people would look at me when I was first starting and growing and it was, everything was happening. And they're like, you're an influencer. And I hated that word. I hated when I was called that because I feel like it might have a connotation of like somebody that posts something, but they act a completely different way in real life. And I just, yeah. that was not, that's not me. And that's not what I wanted to be known as. So I was like content creator, but I've learned that it really is. You're creating content, whether it's for a brand, whether it's for your own brand or just oh. like, it could be an assortment of things. But I would say, Editing was something I had to learn. I didn't know anything about that until I started. Um, that was a journey, whether different apps and stuff. And I feel like now from quarantine, like three years later, there's so many more apps and so many ways to get involved and learn it easily. But um, yeah, I think editing was something I had to learn for sure. I feel like the documentation came pretty naturally to me. Like just documenting things aesthetically, I really enjoyed and found that I was able to do it quickly and efficiently. Um, and then, yeah, honestly, you have to learn to be a good communicator, I think. Communicating your brand, your message in a helpful way, and a way that other people can find you. But yeah, I think th it's, it's been a journey, and there's so much I have to learn. I think the graphic design part also is something I would love to learn more about. Maybe take some classes on learning how to use like Adobe Illustrator and all that stuff, because there's so much to learn. I 100% agree with uh, all your topic points there, Emily. Um, my uh, fiance Isabel, who was on a previous episode, if you haven't listened, go listen to that one, uh, just because it was a good topic and we enjoyed it very, very much. But she is on TikTok primarily for her book talk. And in helping her film some of her content and or coming up with an idea, I found that um, it, it's way more than just the 10, 20 seconds that you see. And people are like, oh, this seems easy. It, it can be if you're just checking stuff out, but you have to put thought into it. You have to like meticulously think what content am I going to put into this specific video? But another thing, and I don't know if you've found this, Emily, is I have found sometimes the most successful videos, at least with her platform, have been the ones that is a spur of the moment thought and you just do it. Yes. Like it's, it's not a, oh, I need to cultivate this 10 minute long. No, just do it just put it out there and they do they do wonderful so it's fascinating sometimes that the algorithm and or people are like oh i like this thing it's really random great the thing i put 10 hours into you didn't like okay that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. So. um no austin that is that is 100 percent true i can yep. tell you right now the videos that took me two seconds that i thought of on my couch they did millions of views and then the ones that i and it depends i think because like if your audience has been asking for something like a tutorial for example i had a lot of people being like oh do you do your hair give us a tutorial and i'm like okay and so that one had been requested by many so it was viewed a lot but like i'll be i'll come up with this great idea and i'll be like okay i'm gonna plan out this really in-depth video on this two views 
I'm like, okay. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, I think it's all um, relative because I think another thing that we can touch on later, um, but I feel like a, a huge part of it is doing what you love regardless, honestly, of the yep. views. But I do think when you start getting into monetization and you start wanting it to be an actual like side hustle, you do have to mm -hmm. factor in because everyone wants to say like, just post what you love, forget about other people. But it's like, do you want those people to pay your bills or do you want yeah. to keep making videos that they're not able to consume because you're not maybe doing it in a strategic enough way? So just depends. Mm -hmm. Like like balancing, um, we talked about this uh, as a potential episode, but kind of balancing your artistry with your finances and, and yes. monetizing your passions and how that's such a uh, difficult, beautiful, amazing, horrible balance to find because you're playing with not only your, your heartstrings, but your fundamental needs as a human um, and what you, you need to, to live. Yep. And I think it's a super interesting balance to find. Like, I, th I think as artists, we like to compare ourselves to the people at the top of the field yes. where lots of money is invested. Like as performers, as for musical theater performers, for example, we compare ourselves to the Broadway cast recordings and, and those sounds have been layered through multiple production companies and, and, and things that have invested so much money into a final product. And so I think we kind of tend to compare to the top of the field. Um, and I guess that's, that sort of relates in like monetizing and having to figure out the balance of like, this is my art and I, I, I know that it is quality, but then balancing it with what public wants or your audience wants or, or your niche in particular, um, I feel like that is a, a hard balance to strike for sure. Absolutely. Yep. I would agree with that. Another thing, uh, your journey, <laughs> I love seeing your journey continue to develop uh, and, and you find yourself as an artist and like different things that, different skills and things that, that um, I didn't know you had and I, and I wonder if you knew that you had. Uh, one of them being, um, you're a designer. You have designed uh, the bag collection, the Dynamo bags, uh, and also um, the uh, You Know A Mamma Mia collection. And so yes. I'd love to sort of talk about um, you as a designer and what that looked like and, and how you sort of came across that. Yes. So first, my first thing that I designed alongside one of my now best friends, Alexis, we designed a Mamma Mia collection that was like embroidered and um, vinyl pressed. And it was inspired, it was a minimalistic design, but it was inspired by the movies of Mamma Mia and songs of ABBA. And it was so fun. We, <laughs> we did it all through PowerPoint. So if you're like an artist that is literally like, you're looking for some fancy answer, there's not one, you just have to start. Um, we literally made a shared PowerPoint and we, <laughs> we literally like she had procreate at the time. I now have it and everything, but, um, we designed stuff. It was so, so much of it is do it, redo it, revise it, revise it again, revise it again. And then maybe that will be your end. So definitely it's such a journey, but the collection was super fun. That launched in, I think it was July, 2021. So right before I came to college, which was so cool. And then we have launched since then, I think we've launched three more. We launched a Christmas themed one. We launched a um, jewelry one, just like a restock. 
And we, then we did a summer one, which was Take It Easy was the theme. It was very like 70s. So that was awesome. And we look forward to more in the future and more exciting projects, hopefully in the future. Yeah. Um, and then the bag. So there is this company called Pure World and their bags. I was also on one of their podcasts, um, which was really fun. And their bags are sustainably made, which is a huge passion of mine. I've learned I'm taking sustainability courses right now in college. I know Easton also and Austin both like very passionate about that as well. And it's been so interesting to learn about, but I was so moved by their mission and how they provide so many jobs to people through a backpack. And we, you know, a backpack to us is like a throwaway object, like, oh, just grab one off the shelf. But to be able to change people's lives through paying for a backpack that will last you for so long was really cool. So I designed a backpack with them. It was awesome, super fun. Definitely, it's not without its um, trials though. We were pushed back production actually. We were supposed to launch at the beginning of August. Um, they delivered the patches to us that have my name on it. My name was spelled wrong. So oh, no. no. Yeah. So the production was pushed back an entire month, I believe, oh, which was gosh. crazy. So again, a huge part of artistry is pivoting. Like Ross was not lying in that episode <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you gotta like, you gotta always be on your toes. Mm -hmm. um, if it's going too perfectly, I would I would worry a little bit yep. um, because yep. it's you always got to be flexible. But that was crazy, and so pushback production actually worked out really well because then the team at Pure World was able to come down to Nashville, and we had a shoot weekend and shot a campaign for the bag, which was incredible and so fun, and um, it was awesome. But again, a lot of revision, a lot of like, this is in my brain now. How do I communicate it on paper or electronically? to the person the producer like the person that's actually producing it yeah yeah that's crazy like uh, easton and i have been talking about uh, merchandising and trying to find companies that we agree with th their values but also what they're doing as far as creating say was that a disco ball i see okay listen i'm sorry it's like in my window and there's light <laughs> what on a surprise face, and I, i'm sorry <laughs> no please <laughs> we love it don't um, apologize it's yeah, don't apologize it. for being yourself um but I, I love that, that you found a company that um, despite the setbacks that you came with, it still ultimately came to a beautiful product, to a beautiful story. And then you got more out of it by being able to create better content for better sales necessarily. And not, not that the sales is, the sales is important when you're doing any business, but that's not what you focus on. You want to focus on the product, the creation and the steps getting to that stop to that point, I feel, but that's me. No, that, yes, yeah, so, that's so true because yeah. I feel like whenever I dream up, I have something um, in the works right now that will launch in April. That is something that mm -hmm. like I've been really passionate about. And I feel like a lot of stuff that I've launched is, it's stuff that I have, I see a need for, like I want. It's like, oh, I would love a sustainable backpack. All right, I'm gonna go make one because rather than the sales, yeah. I think the sales definitely, they're like you said, so important, but not the goal because then it's not, Correct it's not fun it's not the dream it's not um what you you're not gonna wake up every morning and be like i get to sell something yeah. i don't care about you know but yeah. um yeah i yeah. agree it's it's like the age old it's not the um the destination it's the journey and yeah. similarly yes. it, it translates as like it's not the it's not the net profit it's the creation that's mm -hmm. why we create we create for creation's sake yes um 
Yeah. Uh, another thing that I saw when I was stalking you a little bit was um, <laughs> I saw that you you are the youngest ever DJ at Gimme Gimme Disco, which is so yeah. cool. And uh, for those that don't know, like, like, tell us a little bit about that experience and what it was like sort of combining your content creation personality with your actress entertainer self in your disco element. I feel like that's a beautiful marriage of all of your loves. So tell us, tell us more about what that was like. Okay, so if you haven't heard of the Gimme Gimme Disco, it's basically this touring company that just, they, it's basically an ABBA dance party and it's in a big city near you. And um, they have these people that are DJs that play the music. So it's not like a live band, it's like a DJ plays like 70s and 80s hits, mostly ABBA, and you dance and with your friends and have a great time. And so the owners had reached out to me over the summer before this 2022 or summer 2022 the owners reached out to me and were like we'd love to have you on as a dj and at the time i thought they were going to be like a brand ambassador because that's typical of most companies they're like oh rep our products and i'm like cool but they're like we want you to dj and i was like that my friends are going to get a kick out of this like they're going to laugh <laughs> so hard um i was like okay that this is going to be really funny so i was like sure and so we figured out stuff um i like shadowed the actual DJ who had like had done a lot of them for a long time. So it was like me and my friends and he showed us how to do it. And then like, we kind of would trade off, like he would do some, I would do some. And it was just a really, really fun night. But yeah, it was like, I think I didn't even realize until in the moment when I was there that I was like, Oh my gosh, like I am performing. Like it really felt like it felt like it was in the vein of sometimes my brain wants to compartmentalize stuff with like, this is theater this is content creation but it was such a blend blend haha um blend <laughs> of, like, <laughs> of all those um mediums crazy so like the night was a fever dream it was just it was wacky but it was so much fun and it was just a lot of dancing and a great time and um i talked to after I had my go-go boots on for way too long. I could not walk out of the parking lot. It was crazy. <laughs> but I was sitting down near the end of the night backstage because I needed this second because it's a lot of it's a lot of um, adrenaline, serotonin. And the security guard, it was at the Brooklyn Bowl in Nashville, for those of you that are locals. And he came up to me and he was like, we, he was like, the staff and I were talking and we just have not never seen like a DJ like you get up there and do it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, most of the time it's like, you know, a guy that gets up there and just stands behind the table and like play songs. And occasionally he'll come out and like say something in the mic. He was like, but like you were performing. He was like, you gave these people like a show. And, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's my major. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's I'm great. doing it. <laughs> um, so that was really cool when he was like, the staff and I were like, where did this girl come from? Like, she's not like, She's not fitting this mold of like a DJ, but that is what they do. And so that was really cool to hear somebody recognize that the mediums are all being crossed and working together. That was very cool. And it was so much fun. And it was just fun to dance around all night and really perform. Like I just let myself tap into that, but it also is like my element like that. It was awesome. Yep. That's crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that, but like it, it goes to show that, as artists who every artist takes their art very serious as we all know or they don't and that's fine but if you put yourself into your art p 
people are going to see it just yes. like your example of them being like, we've never seen somebody have that much fun up there, for example. And it's like, I'm just doing what I love. Thank, thanks for noticing. Like, yes. it's, it's reassuring that you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing good at what I love. Yes. And that's, yeah. what, that, and that's I find it. that more, the more multidisciplinary you can be, the, the better you can do each individual job or each individual um, pigeonholed art form, I guess. Um, and, and so, so we've established that like, uh, short form storytelling or content creation already requires a, a plethora of skills. The experience of DJing and seeing the blend of those different, um, art forms, I guess you could say, it, it makes me want to ask about, um, as you have found your own blend as an artist, uh, what, what things have you found from different art forms helpful in others so like as an actress how does that help you as a designer and as a um, general content creator how does that help you as a dj you know like uh what are what are sort of the the cross beams that, that connect them to each other for you okay i feel like a huge one is confidence because 90 percent of the thing whatever you're doing i don't whatever it is it's confidence because and I feel like a lot of that has been inbred in me through acting and through what I've learned in like workshops and so much like people tell you, like when you go in the audition room, you gotta be confident, you gotta know what you're doing. And even if you don't a little bit know what you're doing, you're gonna act like you know what you're doing because that is half the battle, more than half the battle, I believe. And so mm. I think acting, that's been a huge like I'll get people asking me on Instagram or wherever. And they're like, how did you get so confident? And I think it is obviously a lot of personal growth and work on yourself. And, but I also think with acting, it's, you're taught it from a young age whenever you've been involved in it and stuff. I don't know if this is making any sense, but yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so acting is a huge thing. And then I think another crossover, I think if you're a performer, you can't, performing can't be taken out of you. So no matter what you go into in life, whether you are on a stage playing ABBA songs in front of hundreds of people, or you are in your room trying on a fun outfit, um, like pairing it with like some cool shoes, you're not gonna be able to turn off. It, it's not like, okay, like press one, I'm now, I'm performing. It's like, you mm -hmm. can't take that out of you. You can't take that passion out. So it will bleed into everything else you do, which, is honestly, I believe, a blessing because I think that compares to how that guy was like, we've never seen anybody get up there and get so excited and dance so hard. And it's like, that was that is truly what I love to do. That music and that art form. So I think that's an example. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Mm. This th That leads, while well, you're thinking, it leads me into a segue. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also to the listeners, I'm slightly sick, so I apologize for the <laughs> sniffles and the constant like out of frame. Well, hey, earlier you had your your required sneeze per episode, I did, so, so it's check mark on that. Stop! That's so funny. <laughs> um, but what I was going to ask Emily is, I I love the way you phrased it of uh, everything bleeding into each other um, and blending, which appears to be the theme of this episode, which is is great, especially for the name. Um, but uh, I, Easton and I talk about this off podcast and we've mentioned it a couple times in the beginning episodes. You have your proverbial toes in so many things. 
as far as content proverbial toes. I'm just saying. Like, you know, it's a perfect way to say it, but it's just so funny. Merch. Uh, <laughs> Your proverbial toes. Um, what what do you do that like off off camera off just as Emily? What do you do that is fulfilling? Like it oh, could wow. be your thrifting that I know you love doing that as well for your content creation of uh, different fits and uh, like the seventies style that you do. But like, what do you do that you find fulfilling? Cause I love finding out that about people. Cause it, as artists, we are constantly on to you, like use your phrase. It's nice to whatever we enjoy is our off time. If that makes any sense. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. a really good question. I feel like, honestly, honestly, I'm going to be real honest with you guys right now. That is something I've been trying to work on is finding those like actually resting, like actually whether it's reading a book, whether it's crocheting, I love to crochet. And I think finding those hobbies. Another one for me, honestly, is like journaling and reading my Bible and talking to God and being like, hey, this is going on in my life and I need some wisdom here. And just having that intentional time and resting, I think is something that I've been trying to work on because your character is built where no one else can see you. It's not built on a stage in front of hundreds of people. Like that, that is where the work shows, but the actual work of you and your life and who you wanna become is done where no one else can see. And so what you're doing with that time, if you're spending all that time, and I run into this so hard because in order to create content, you also have to consume it. And so I have to work really hard at not like consuming so much more that I can't, I have to be filled up so that I can pour out. And whenever I don't fill up, my my content is like, everything in my life, honestly, is so much less like, it's it's less me it's less um of who i'm supposed to be and so i feel like with a busy life you have to you have to fill yourself up and for many people that looks different for me it is reading my bible resting um having good conversations with people that i know care about me and hold a lot of wisdom in my life and yeah i think it's definitely it's something that i try to figure out every day though because it also grows and changes in, in different areas of your life i think too it's not just Very like, much. well, I'm 20 and this is my routine till I'm 60. Uh, no. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. it changes like all yep. the time for me every semester because college is whack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You both know that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think those are a couple. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I feel too that like um, as artists in America, we have so much pressure to create, create, create. Oh, yes. And in order to create as artists in any form, you made a great point. You have to consume as well. And so to to create art of substance, you have to have a handle on the state of the world, the state of humanity, culture at large, culture at small. And, and you have to be able to know and understand so many different points of view to create art that connects with people. And finding the balance of consumption and creation on top of being a human and breathing and resting <clears throat> is so hard to find. Um, I had a professor in college that, that um, just said, just stop, <laughs> just stop. You can probably yes. guess which one it was. Um, and <laughs> oh, and he said, uh, he, for him, uh, he said, for me, I 
like to just put my hands on the earth. I just, yep. I like, I love to garden and I love to, um, not just house plants, but like in, in his yard, like he grows his own vegetables and things. And, um, he's like, for me, it's, it's really grounding because there's nothing else that matters in that moment, but the way that I'm connecting to the earth and, and spiritually for him, that's how he connects with, with God and, and a higher power. And, um, by just digging his hands into real grounded, literally grounded things, that aren't in the stratosphere that aren't in his mind or his imagination. It's just, this is here and now. Yeah. And, um, I love that. And, and for me, I, I have lots of house plants. Um, yes. so that's one thing that I've sort of been experimenting with is, is I just, I love plants and I love, um, I'm not a big plant person. I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm an enjoyer of plants, but I'm not a, I wish I was further down that road that I am, um, of understanding and, and yeah. caring for more complicated, uh, um, more finicky plants. But, um, that's been one thing that's great for me. And it also is great for my mental health because it provides it, it's fresher air. It also, there's a lot of studies that have gone into the effect of a house plant in a, in a room and that it breathes life into a space and creates a sense of calm and helps relieve stress. So that's been one thing for me, house plants, yeah. also reading, um, bike rides, spending time out yeah. outside, um, Just is something that sun. I kind of dis- disconnected yeah. to in college. Just yeah. Being, being in, the, in sun. the sun. Literally yes. the other day I was like, my day was going fine, but then a bunch of people were sit- let my friends were out sitting on a blanket, and I sat with them out in the sun for like ten minutes. Completely changed the trajectory of my day. It is crazy yes. what yep. vitamin C, D, what being in the world God created for us will do. Yeah. And I agree with you yeah. definitely on that point about. Yeah. I also yeah. think this connects back to sustainability, but we we were not designed to keep up the pace that society and the culture like thinks Mm -hmm, tells us that we have to keep up and that's something i've been learning too because when you are an ambitious person like i know both of you are and the listener probably is it you believe the like you cannot stop because if you stop you won't be successful heaven forbid you won't make enough money that won't even fulfill you in the first place if your basic needs aren't met you know so it's like it's a lot but i agree those are great ways and and i'm sure that as a content creator too like I, because the, the, the state of the art to put it, or the, the state of technology and content creation is more, 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 always, yes. there's yes. always something else to scroll to. And that's the nature of the, the, the softwares themselves is to keep us scrolling. And so like, there's always stimulus. And so being able to disconnect from that and to, to be a human too is is something important and i had a point in there that is now gone but that's okay because austin okay. has something to say <laughs> i do it's another segue so um in prep for this episode i did a little bit of research on some statistics uh, about short form content and why why it's important necessarily but here were the interesting stats that i found um <clears throat> This article was from 2022, so it's probably outdated. Not probably, is outdated, should say. Um, but mm. TikTok, at the time of this uh, article, had generated 1 billion users in six years. Like, Oof. it's crazy to think about that. Wow. Like, it's an as, eighth as of a, the planet. Exactly. Um, 73% of consumers prefer short-form videos. So, like, if it's longer than 10 seconds, they scroll past. Or if it doesn't yeah. grab them wow. right away, they keep going. And that's crazy because I fall into that on a lot of videos that show up on my FYP, but also TikTok's listening right now, so it's going to change. But (laughs) um, the other thing for me is when I'm on my uh, FYP for TikTok, for example, it's always confused, but then there are days where it's like, I know you. And I'm like, 
mm, no you don't yeah because <laughs> i just change it up but um uh, the thing about short form videos and uh, Emily is a business woman, very powerful, but also just business in general. Um, it says that short form video has the highest ROI, which is, for anybody that doesn't understand that, that's a return on investment mm -hmm. because it's 10 seconds and it can generate so much. Mm -hmm. And you've, I mean, we talk, it ties back to what we were talking about. It may be like 10 minutes worth of thought process for 10 seconds, but that's a higher return on investment by only yeah. doing that short form of, of that way. Um, <clears throat> and this is a, a statistic, I can talk, this is fine, um, that I wanted to discuss with you, Emily, uh, and you may not know this, which is fine, um, but it said 30% of all short form videos are watched 81% of the way through. So it's saying like, even the most successful videos aren't even finished. And I'm like, yeah, why, if it's 10 seconds, why can't we focus that long? Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, as, as you go through your analytics and sort of have the business side of your creations, what does that look like for you when you're looking yeah. at analytics? Oh my gosh, it definitely speaks to the um, attention span of my generation and the future ones and the ones before me, like everyone. Our, atten our attention spans are so getting shorter and I do believe that it's changing everything. It's changing the world of marketing. And I run into it in my own life too, because I, I'm i on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, I enjoy doing weekly vlogs, but those are a lot more time consuming to create and to edit. And they are like, mine tend to be like 15 minutes in um, yep. length. So it's kind of like you can eat it. You're, Oh, don't eat it. Why did I say that? <laughs> you can eat it. It's fine. Enjoy my nom, content. Nom, 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 it's delicious. <laughs> Bye. Um, I meant to say um, you can watch it when you're eating lunch or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but because they're meant to be just like fun, like catch up with me vlogs. But sometimes I struggle to have motivation to work on those because as much as I love them, I know that the amount of growth and engagement. And if we're talking technical terms, I'm going to have, I'm going to have such a better response if I take 10 minutes and compile all my most recent clips of me and fun outfits and add a fun sound, add some text done $5,000 yep. overnight. And it's yep. like, that's harder because it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is so much more like it. It's, it's satisfying for the viewer and it's satisfying for the creator. So it's like, yep. why would we not pick that? But yep. I think there are pros and cons, you know, sometimes people like you can't, I mean, you probably shouldn't eat, eat and scroll at the same time or like you, you know, so you want to just sit there like with someone and there are so many successful people that ha produce like 45 minute vlogs a week and they're amazing to listen and watch too. But yeah, so I think, absolutely those statistics are reflected in me and i'm sure every any other creator you talk to it's crazy yeah yeah um it's it's interesting because as you said i i can well years ago i used to i don't as much now any kind of content that i um <clears throat> take in it's for purposes it's for listening for clever sounds for example when i'm on tiktok or instagram if i hear a song and i can attain humor to it i'll i'll twist it and be like ooh, that, that would be a cool video but um it was saying that keep it less than 60 seconds and even even that on uh instagram or tiktok 
is is long for some videos and it's interesting because <clears throat> excuse me this is a horrible episode <laughs> um for, for me, it's funny to have seen the progression, for example, with Instagram. Before they had Instagram stories, it was just um, posts, and then it was real. The good old days. I know, the good I old know. days. <laughs> and then you had Vine, which started with seven seconds, and then it went to minutes, and then TikTok was the same way. started very simple, and then they went to longer content creation. But I'm curious as to why, when there's other avenues necessarily, like if, if you want to make a video that's longer than 60 seconds, go to YouTube. Like, and I'm not saying that's my, my thought process of like, you should go there. It, it, it's fascinating to have, I would love to know the business side of like, why, why did they not just start that way? Unless mm -hmm. it was a way to be like, is this going to work? I don't know if it will or not. Um, yeah. Much like Easton, I had a point and it went away. So I, yeah. I wonder if, if part of that is due to wanting to start with a niche yep. to have a better control over the audience not control over but like to be more in tune with yeah. their with their niche audience of, yeah. of people who enjoy this type of content yes um, ah, and then from there as they gain popularity okay we need to appeal to more and more people now how do we do that yeah. and then from there expanding like any i guess it's sort of like any company that starts out with with one niche product or a mm -hmm. couple like a handful of products yeah. and then as they gain popularity they're like okay we need to expand 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 and yeah. then they wind up losing what they were you know, yep. in the, in the yep. process. Yep. And, uh, you brought me back to my point. So thank you, Easton. Um, for me, I'm a very individual, individual person, excuse me. Um, so I don't I'm my own algorithm, but for me, like if I like a video that someone's created or I like a post that doesn't automatically mean a follow. So Emily, when you were talking about like you, you create a video and overnight you've got 5,000 followers. So it's interesting to me, I generally I will follow someone if I like see, go through their videos or posts and I see several that resonate with me or I really like, or I wanna know what's coming forward. So I'll hit that follow button. But I don't know if everyone does that or if they, for example, with you, Emily, if they found one video and they were like, oh, I'm gonna follow because in this one video, I mean, I know that I want to follow this person. Or if everyone goes through that similar process of being like, I want to see what this person's about before I can commit to it necessarily. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. I've thought about that a lot also. And I think, I think it depends on the person because like you, I think if I see a cool video, I'm not, that doesn't guarantee that I'm going to follow the person, but maybe if I see a couple more, or maybe if I look at their feed and it's really pretty and they seem really yeah. cool, then perhaps. But I think another thing too, that a lot of people, a lot of people focus on the followers and I, oh, it, it's crazy. Honestly, it is, it is weird to be you and like be chilling, living your life, be the same person, maybe growing into a cool, like a better person, a better version of yourself. And then also have all this going on because I mean, I've run into people that are like, you know, I've, it's very weird, but I've had to like kind of look at who is my friend because they love Emily and who loves Emily G Stevens and her platform and yep. wants mm -hmm. to have a shout out. And like, it, it's very, it's very strange, but I think that the followers is another thing that people and like, I think people that aren't creators see the followers and they're like, oh, wow. But people that are creators and brands, we look at engagement. And so yeah. it's like, I could have, I could have a solid number 
But if th that solid number doesn't care about the backpack, doesn't care about the sweatshirt, doesn't care what I do on a day-to-day -day basis or maybe advice I have or stuff I wanna share, then it doesn't matter at all because mm -hmm. ultimately like it, it goes back to real life I think but I use this in the vein of social media that people don't care what you have to say until they know you care about them and so mm -hmm. I try to work that into my content because I do genuinely care about the people that connect with me because I believe that God has brought them he, all of us here for a purpose and so yeah. if I can encourage them and uplift them in any way then i have done my job and like yep. that that is such an honor and so i feel like engagement is a huge thing like i if i receive a specific message from someone that is like i i got a message the other day that this girl is like i saw one of your reels and i was about to go run an errand and i changed my outfit because i bought these new pants and i'd really been wanting to wear them but i was scared because of what other people would think of me but i saw one of your posts and so i was like no i'm gonna do it like emily would want me to do it and so she like Aww. wore this really fun outfit and like ran ran her errands and i'm like sitting on my couch like weeping over my over this yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like that's incredible because it's crazy it is crazy what god yeah. will do with you when you like when you give him everything and stuff so but it was wacky. So that to me is like so incredibly rewarding. And I don't even know how I um, am deserving of it. Whereas like, and then I feel like other people, you know, that over like however many followers you want to give me, like that is yeah. crazy because that to me yeah. is an impact over an influence, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. 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 That leads back into a point we started at the beginning. Like, are you an influencer or are you a content creator? because yeah. I would I would consider you both as all three of us would be because we genuinely care about the people who are ingesting our art and yes. any platform which is I mean that's the whole reason we started this podcast is because we want to promote goodness in the world and another reason we had you on as a guest because you're just a wonderful individual <laughs> who is sparking so much joy into the world and I hope you know that because we see it in you and we know that it's happening um, yeah. but it's, it's, those are the fulfilling moments and that's what we want to see more of. That's why we create art. That's why we, as artists are putting ourselves out there. We don't, we don't, I mean, we want all of you to follow us because we want to be in contact with you, but we don't care, uh, at the end of the day, that's not what matters. Touching someone mm -hmm. in a, a f fulfillment way and making somebody more confident in what they want to wear or being themselves and just expressing their individuality I, I love that i love that story i'm gonna think about that all day and that is like i that is one that is one of many also that i've just been like shook by but i think it goes back into theater because just like that is a way of connecting with people it's like people will come up to actors and be like thank you for telling that story and playing that character because it changed my life or it changed the way i view the world in this sense and it's crazy. Art is the best thing ever. Yeah, it is. and and um, for the world of musical theater, uh, when Doubtfire was in New York, Rob McClure posted um, tons of anonymously. He posted tons of messages um, from people saying, "Hey, my parents just got divorced. Seeing this story meant a lot to me." Or, "Hey, my dad just passed, and I had a really similar relationship." And and just all the stuff. Art touches people, and art art matters, and that that's why we do it. And at the end of the day. 
um, content creation is an art form. It's not just a business model. It's not just influencing. It's it's its own form of artistry. It's connecting with people in a way that means something to them. And hearing that story is uh, it's just beautiful. And I know. As as we get sort of on the the long side of podcast world to to kind of wrap things up, um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about was um, something to do with with your heart connection to your work. What is something that you are so excited about that's on the forefront of your content creation world? What's what's something that's getting you pumped up right now that you're really excited about? Um. Well, I have a project that I've been working on. I cannot really share much with you because it is a secret, but um, <laughs> I'm really excited about it. And it's something that I've designed um, for anyone who, my audience, anyone who wants to look into it. But um, I, other than that, I'm excited to, I'm excited to continue to explore what content looks like. I'm excited to, I'm excited <laughs> to explore what I can pour out when I'm filled up, like to continue to mm. like doing what we talked about, like resting and learning how to like um, take care of myself and my mental health. Because when I when I do that, I'm able to encourage others to do that. And when you can encourage others, it's limitless. Your abilities yep. are mm. limitless because that is what will change the world. So, yeah, I think an array of things. I'm. I'm honestly kind of like, I don't have 400 things going on right now at the same time. So I'm kind of like, hmm, we got to get the ball rolling here. I'm not, I'm, I'm too like lazy. I got to like yeah. <laughs> come out yeah. with all this stuff, but we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. 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 That's so exciting. We can't wait to see what comes out. Um, yeah. If, if you're just joining in the middle of this episode, odd, but uh, you can find her at Emily G. Stevens on all platforms, correct? Um, yeah. But also to tag on to her, we also have some interesting things in the work. So stay tuned with that. And yeah. we, we hope to have some exciting things coming our your way and our way, honestly, because much like Emily, we're like, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so you have your, um, obviously you have your Instagram and TikTok accounts where people can see some really cool content. Uh, you also have your weekly vlogs. Is there anything else that people should know that you're working on or that you have available right now? I don't think so. I think that's, yeah, I think that's it. Nice. Cool. And then you have some cool links on your, your thing as well. You have like your, your bags and all lots of chai stuff, which is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chai it um, out. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, if you follow along, I do weekly chai chats on my Instagram stories where we talk about life and drink chai and it's really fun. Um, and then I just document my life elsewhere and just um, have a great groovy time. Um, yes. Oh, I will be, if you are in Nashville and you want to dance with me, I will be DJing at the disco February 24th, I think. It's a Friday. 24th yeah. or 25th, but I'll be there um, with another DJ. But We'll have a great time. So definitely come if you are interested in that. And you want to see me do the backwards worm to voulez vu because who doesn't want to see um, that? Yes, <laughs> That's the my just, signature. Just <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we'll we'll see what's in the works. But I think I think that about sums it up. Amazing. Cool. Awesome. Well, well thank you well, so much for joining yeah. us. Yes, thank, thank you, you very for having much. me. This was so fun. You both are such gifted communicators and inspiring humans and the well, fact you. that you created this this like podcast is a gift to everyone people that don't even know it yet so thank you 
That's so sweet. That means so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, we don't know what to say. <laughs> um, well, as we're wrapping up, let's talk about the coffee, shall we? Oh, Give our yes. Thoughts. We had such a great conversation. I literally I forgot that that was half okay. of the podcast. Okay. So everyone grab your mugs. Hold on, hold on to it. It's going to be great. Uh, Easton, what were your thoughts? You were the one that freaked out when you first. Oh, my it. gosh. It uh, It's funny because I had a smaller cup of coffee earlier um, mm. that I kind of was able to compare it with. And it was so full it was so flavorful it was deep it had mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on mm-hmm. and i'm not a fan of acidic coffees i prefer yep. staying away from sort of fruity flavors mm-hmm. um generally speaking i'm okay with a little bit but this was low in acidity and it was oh it was a good cup it might be maybe one of my favorites that we've done i know me too emily your thoughts because you are the chai lady Yes. So, like I said, I'm a chai girl. I don't really, I don't dabble in the coffee yeah. universe. However, yes, I was impressed. This was really good. I had it with um, brown sugar, oat milk, creamer, and I, I really liked it, which has got me questioning everything. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm confused now. <laughs> it was yeah, so and good. I think so that good. creamer was also a good choice for this coffee. I think yes. like. The flavors of the coffee paired yeah. very nicely with brown um, sugar. For those curious, we are drinking uh, Ethan Roast French New Wave. Uh, Ethan Roast, I think we talked about this at the beginning, but Ethan Roast is a Nashville company. Um, they are roasting here in town. They have two locations here. But I, I know Easton has talked about um, have they have like bagged coffee and things available in Florida. So I think they, yeah. they ship out. Um, but you can check them out. We're still working on trying to get uh, more localized coffee like Carver Coffee, uh, which you can use our link, The Artist Blend, to get 10% off for and support their business. But um, if you know of more, please let us know because um, we would love to try it because we like we like coffee. We like good beans. <laughs> and that is a lovely segue to yes. end the episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think we've so... tried like three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but this is perfect because yes. you said Here we the go. keyword, which is important. Yes. Uh, all so, right. You want to say it this time? No, let's let Emily say it. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Emily, sign us off. Be good beans and drink good beans. Yeah. yeah. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy your days. Bye. The Artist's Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's Infamous Adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.